Clayton's here as well. Clayton, welcome back to the Shad Pad. Thank you for having me, Matthew. This is quickly turning into the pod den, because it's my den. Yeah, we seem to be a little bit more frequently over here these days, but um, but it's easier to do things inside for you. And right now, there's the, the mosquitoes are getting a little... They're, they, they're starting to come after my cream puffness. <laughs> they see me as a giant cream puff, and... They just hatched, and they're looking for me, and I don't, I don't want them finding me. The mosquito hot matrix. Whoa, what is that? Like, mosquitoes are one thing, and hot's one thing, but when it's hot and there's mosquitoes, that's just like... Swamp-like, swamp-like conditions are, um, swamp-like conditions are not my conditions, you know? That's nobody's conditions. Yeah. It's just nasty. Just, I mean, swamp people. You don't want to be outside. I mean, they don't want to be there. Yeah. Swamp I mean, people were chased there from better places. Yeah. <laughs> They're making the best of it, but it's not their ideal. Like, it's funny. We talked about topography the last two weeks. Remember last week I asked about beaches or mountains? I know, and I never did the survey. I did get one response, yeah. which was uh, mountains from okay. listener Kate. I think, now I can't even remember. Because we asked it so, we were so awkwardly asked that I couldn't even remember how I'm supposed to answer. Yeah, we didn't we didn't frame it right. We didn't think about it. It was it wasn't done correctly. Well, it's Monday night. I just cracked a double orange chantilly milkshake. Woo! That's what happens when you have a bar and you just have random beers in your bar. That's a pretty random. Like, is that a fruit fruit beer? Or is that a hardcore beer? Because there's so much stuff in it. I mean, there's a lot going on just in that title. Yeah. Phase three brewing company, God knows where. It's someone left this in my bar. It's a long way from a Lone Star. It's from the Barons last month. Okay. Oh yeah, no, I just wanted something strong, and it's strong. And it's got a, it's got some cloudiness to it, but we're here, Matt. We're, uh, we're. How are you doing? Uh, busy. Yeah. We're here on a Monday night because we're both full of stuff in life, Clayton. I think. You know, I, I. The, I like the Monday, though, better. Things are fresher in my mind. Mm. The, the, the game is fresher in my mind. The weekend soccer activities are fresher in my mind. The further we get away from the, further we get away from the weekend, the more I'm either thinking about what soccer's coming up or what I have going on, you know, outside of the soccer that I just watched. Mm. Like, I don't have a lot of time to reflect on soccer. So Monday's a good day for me to reflect. I like Tuesday because... It's long enough that I'm, the game's kind of, I've 
processed it, and I can also feel like Saturday's around the corner. Oh, I get that. We're going to be talking Saturday later. I get that. That makes sense to me. In honor of that, this beer is terrible. Would you like to try it? No, it looks like it's... It, it's looks like it's set like it's got sediment it's got some nasty sediment that i can see you know i'm not a hipster and this is too hipster so in honor of saturday's tailgate which will be coming later listeners Woo! there's a preview i'm gonna go get a modello tailgate brought to you unofficially by modello clayton talk for a second when did you decide that modello was gonna be our tailgate beer oh we decided that oh yeah we did i remember that that makes sense um I can't think of a better tailgate beer. It's not like, where does Modelo, let's talk about that. Where does Modelo fall in the pantheon of Mexican beers for you? Uh, Modelo is like the utility man on a baseball team. It's Tuesday night. We got the baseball on the TV in here in the Shad Pad. Watching with these new rules that I haven't seen. It's like the utility, it's like good for all occasions. I think so. So... Corona is not good beer, like, to, to me. Like, Corona... Don't put your value judgments. Okay. I, 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 see, I see what you're Corona's saying. Corona's the light one. You drink that with seafood or in the afternoon. It's frou-frou. It's, it's always skunky to me. It's the Bud Light of... of, of uh, yeah. It's the river beer but of Mexican beers. Going back to your analysis, I, I, I like that analysis of Modelo. It fits in at all, like... At a boxing match, mm-hmm. I'm going to drink some Modelo. Like, at night, like, and, and like, it can look classy. You're, if you're dressed up, you know, at a boxing match, like, it's, it's an event, you know, like. It's not trashy. No, that's what I'm saying. But it's the best beer to have a shrimp on top of it with some hot sauce. Yeah, you can, you can dress it up. You can dress it up. But it, it can up. also be drank in the street as yeah. well, right? You can use it, you can use it as, like, the goal, like a goalpost. Like, if you're playing soccer and in the street. If you're going to show up on a Tuesday night to a soccer game with a sixer. Modelo's probably your choice in Mexico. No one's gonna, no one's gonna like, no one's gonna either. You're you're gonna get more pats on the back than you're like you're gonna get looks. You there's know? there's no look because it's right. It's the Miller Light. Now we're all frou frou with our beers in America, but back in the day when you showed up with a six pack of Miller Light, it was just like water. Yeah, it's like hey, have and no. When someone just says give me a beer, because back in the day nobody. Brought water, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody, th- nobody thought hydrating was a thing that you needed to hydrate, right? Like, <laughs> sure. I mean, I don't ever remember. Like, you know how kids? Whatever. Like, Where's I, your water bottle? Where's your water oh, bottle yeah. at practice? Where's your water bottle? I don't ever remember taking water bottles to practice. Going like, no, but at football practice we had the horse. Oh man, listeners out there, who remembers the horse? I love like, like I loved it when you could, if you were down at the end by yourself and your buddies were, you could block like six of the holes. And then they would get so close, and then it would shoot up. The pressure would shoot him and hit him in the face. Always be bullying. It would be, <laughs> it would be like the it's like the eyewash station at the chem, in the chemistry lab. Like if you got if you got, a squirter, yeah. <laughs> but didn't the water always tasted like hot plastic? That was the worst water. Oh, ever. terrible! Worst it had, ever. It had to have so much BPE. But in the it. problem was there wasn't enough of it coming out. That you just wanted it so bad, and it was so, and like you're like, oh, this is terrible, but I just want more of it. Give it to me. Had a lot of Landon Donovan at the Water Fountain vibes, right? You're kind of like licking it up. Oh, not as much drinking it as like trying to capture it. God, speaking of the those first early, uh, first early double two a day practices of the season and football season, when like you're having to stretch and your face is down in the like human grass like and your uh, helmet oh and they make you they would make you stretch with the helmet on to try to like get used to having that's a on. layer of hell yeah like you want to put me in hell 
put me in pads and just make me stretch forever. Ugh. You never get to play. You just have to stretch. And every, you can smell everyone around you because no one's washed oh, there. Oh, the blisters. <laughs> you're running on... You've got thigh blisters before you're done stretching. Oh, and after the first, like, four practices, your chin has just the broken angry. out because everybody's chin strap is... Oh, is there anything worse than those first practices? This is not a... This is not a Pluto SAFC thing that we want to get to, but anyway, Dude, there it's got to be. Pluto. I bet there's a lot of our listeners though. There's like guy listeners that know listeners, what we're talking about. How many of you know the awfulness of a hot, sweaty helmet? Oh God, it makes a beautiful sport terrible. <laughs> God, that football. That's Pluto right there. Yeah. And if there, if I had Modellos, I would have been drinking them. Mm. There we go. If we were playing men's league football on Tuesdays, <laughs> we'd be taking Modelo to the game. Yeah, that so should that, be in their ad. So I, I think that's I think of all of the beers to pick for us as San Antonians. Ooh, like, like I think Modelo works out best. You know, it's what I just keep buying, and when and it's like the beer that when people walk up, it's just like beer. You know, do the Spurs have an official beer like? Official beer of the San Antonio Spurs. Have I you ever know. seen that? Is no, that a I haven't thing seen that it. They... At Toyota Field, they sell a lot of different beers, huh? Yeah. So Michelob Ultra, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of Bud Miller Lite there. But I don't think so. That's a good segue to Saturday because you know who does have an official beer? Wow. Detroit this FC thumbs, throws. This week, we're doing thumbs up, thumbs down, SAFC at Detroit. Thumbs up to Stroh's beer. That was the my number one first thing, uh, first thing thumbs up, Matthew, with regards to that was the very first thing I turned on the broadcast. And not only do they have an official beer, which is Stroh's, which is like old school. You know how I love. That's in the. Uh, you know how I love. What what's the local beer? What what do you what's the blue collar guy drinking? What's the guy that just got off his shift? Lo- local his flavor. Six pack, yeah, and he's going to get in his ass groove in his lazy boy recliner. What's he sitting right next to him? Like Steel City in <laughs> Pittsburgh. You know, like there's uh there's a uh, uh, Grain Belt in Minneapolis. There's Lone Lo- Star Lo- here. For Lone me. Star in San Antonio. You know, definitely. Like, so Stroh's beer coming through. With a commercial that's entirely Detroit FC centric, with songs, with songs using I I don't think those are actors. I think those are probably a lot of the actual supporters group. Yes, in that commercial, Crocketeers, Alamo Beer, Gauntlet Throne, challenge to you, make an Alamo Beer ad to put on our TV like that. That was cool. Yeah, first of all, Alamo Beer would have to enter into some kind of sponsorship to allow that to happen. You know, to make that happen, but. I mean, why not? Why not have that go go down? I mean, they could just do it without involving the team. I would think. So thumbs up to thumbs up to the pregame coverage. No better thing to turn on. I mean that that's the that's the, that's the best commercial um, that I've seen so, <laughs> that I've seen so far of any of the commercials. With, with the remember when we first got into this when we saw him play at Pittsburgh. I would last say season, the season for me. Last, that Pittsburgh beer commercial was awesome. Was that Steel City Reserve or was that Steel Steel City Reserve? For me, the Pittsburgh beer was still better because it had all those scenes of Pittsburgh, and I it's like I went there. And pregame, boom! I've seen the city and I know their beer. Right. But this is just as good. Stroh's has some serious character. Like even if you've never set foot in Detroit, you know what Stroh's is. Remember, there was Alex from Stroh. There was the dog. There was. 
they used to no. advertise down here in, in San Antonio. There was a, a national, like Stroh's was a big national brand, like before Miller Lite came along. And there was a guy that had a dog named Alex, that, and he would he would send his dog Alex to go get him beers, and oh. like Alex kept bringing him Stroh's beer and stuff like that. It's an old line of TV TV ads. I have a few questions for you. Did you know that Stroh's beer was actively being made today? Yes. You knew it was still a thing. Yes. You've been to Detroit and had it. Yes, I I have. Yes. I had no idea. And what it reminds me of is like, you know, in those 80s movies where there's always a basement with carpet, just like, give me Wayne's World vibes. Like, yes, what the what someone's dad was drinking in the basement was always a Stroh's. Lots of of faux Tiffany lamps. Yes. Like faux Tiffany lamps, like hanging from very low ceilinged bars with um, mm. lots of lots of wood paneling. Dad bar. Yes, lots of wood paneling. That three-star bar needs to order some Stroh's to sell. Yeah. Because that's a dad beer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's, it's, a, it, it's very much a thing in Detroit. Like, I, hope I mean, it's a working man's beer, and I think there's still working men there, and maybe that there's... And, you know, maybe now there's a lot of people drinking it just to try to support local that you wouldn't consider working men, but, yeah. you know what, they drink it. And so, probably some ironically and some not. Totally. I mean, Yingling, Shiner, it's something like that, right? I mean, just, I, you've seen me drinking Yingling around here lately. Oh, yeah. Right? I hope that when Detroit City comes here next year, we can get some Strohs for that game. That would be that? cool. I bet we could find Strohs somewhere in San Antonio. Have some on a special order, a 12-pack. Yeah. For our tailgate. But anyway... Both of us, there we go. We both have a thumbs up right, right there. What else you got, Matthew? I got a thumbs up to Keyworth Stadium. Okay. We talked it up before the game. It looks awesome. Did not dis- disappoint at all. Great atmosphere. Atmosphere, spectacular. Flares. As soon as they chimed, as soon as they chimed in, they're, they're singing and ch- jumping up and down and chanting the whole time. Not the, not the huge, they don't have the whole crowd filled. Like there's a there's a big section that the there was, people but, could just stand and stuff like that. Yeah, but where they like and they could have spread out, but they didn't want to be spread out. They wanted to be all packed yeah. right next to each I, other. I think it's a GA stadium, like general admission, because everyone's. You're exactly right. They're packed in, and then the the edges is like where people are filling in. Yeah, it doesn't look like they're sitting either. It looks like they're all standing, and it may be like the old school like. Where it's Sheffield at Sheffield Wednesday, where they had the Hillsboro massacre or whatever, where everybody's standing up, you know. That sure is what it looks like. Yeah, just old school, old school high school football vibes or something. Well, Not yeah, the, with the exception of the surrounding, um, the surrounding industrial park that's been abandoned. <laughs> but so, but very Detroit. You like, know, Luton Town is very Detroit. Sorry to hear about your borough. Yeah. But Luton Town's on the fringe of the Premier League. You know, they're knocking right now. And have you seen that stadium? Yes. Where they've, like, there's entrances through houses. Yeah. This one, one of the entrances is literally just a street with a chain link fence. Yep. In a residential neighborhood. Big. I love that urban vibe. And, like, in the, I don't know, one of the corners, you basically see the row housing, like, right there. Yeah. And, like, you can see people's, like, back porch lights on. Yeah. You know, and sticking their head out. And being like, what's going on? Oh, they're playing again. Okay. All right. I got it. So, yes. Thumbs up to their stadium. Thumbs up to them preserving it. Mm. or doing whatever it takes to make it. Like, because can you imagine? I would guess maybe five to ten years ago, it probably was not playable. Like, you know, like when Detroit, well, was, at, when Detroit was at the height of its, 
you know, like mass exodus and stuff like that, it probably was not in playable conditions. I'm sure. This team started in, I think, 2010. I'm sure I would guess this is just an abandoned stadium that they just took. I mean, fans owning a team. Yeah. They had to just go find something. Right. Uh, Thumbs down, because you know what didn't look playable? What's that? The turf. Yeah, the field did not look good. Trash. Yep. And I think it influenced the game. Um, I think if we play this game on grass, we win this game. Yeah, that turf did kind of look like the old school, like, uh, squares cut into it with, like, like noticeable gavin. We're not, not using this as an excuse for our play. But when is the last time we played on turf, Clayton? I mean, it will... Ooh, good point. Well... Is it, Mon- is it Monterey's field? No, Monterey? we asked about that because the grass was so green. Colorado's field is turf, but we haven't played at Colorado late- lately. Is it? Yes. Remember when we were like, when we were at the game and we were like, oh, this is turf. Wow. Isn't it? I don't know. Good turf, I guess. Intern Josh, how many USL teams play on turf and who are they? And when we say turf, we mean AstroTurf or... Field, field turf, turf or too. Whatever. Yeah, yes. any synthetic grass. 100% synthetic, not mixed like Wembley. Yeah. But you, I meant to research this today. We don't usually record on Monday, so my research was a 90%, a little less than normal. So apologies, listeners. Some listener out there is going to go, I know all the answers. I'm, I'm glad you do. I can't wait to find out. But there's, what do you think? Probably three in the whole league? Woo, good good point. I'll set the Colorado. over under at three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been a while. Pittsburgh is that field on the the, sure on, the looks dock, turf. on the dock or whatever. That's that's turf. It sure looks turf. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is so the fact that we've just named two is, makes me say closer to five. I'm gonna, I'm I gonna think three it, and a half. I like three and a half. Okay, we'll set it at three and a half. And I don't. I'll go. I'll go under since yeah, you're being I'll a take, challenge. I'll take the over, but All three right. and a half, and we'll see. Intern Josh, we need an answer for this, please. So you didn't like the turf. And I think, um, and I think that's going to come up in our conversation. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, I, I can see where it could be mentioned, but let's give a let's give a recap of what happened. Well, two big events: Detroit City one, SAFC zero. Fifth minute, Simonson with a goal, a banger from outside, turf oriented goal, perhaps. Yes, very much. Let's go into it, because there's no other goals. Okay, so... How do you mean turf-oriented? Because I know what you mean. So, their goal comes from a long clearance by the keeper. I don't remember whether it was off of a foul or an offside or something. A flick on... No. No, I think it just bounces. That's that's the point. It long kick by the goalie. Fabian Garcia misjudges it. It bounces over Fabian Garcia. Mm. Mitch, Perhaps, no, Mitch Tainer goes way up, goes right over his head, and Garcia drops off. Was he the one that was caught with Batista where they were both closing in? Okay, all right. Garcia and Batista so, closing. But it bounces over somebody. Yes. And perhaps a turf-related type bounce where, like, I'm not used to this kind of surface. I don't see this very often. And that's what we mean by could have had some influence on the game. Definitely. I've played on turf, played soccer. You've played soccer on turf. Some of our listeners have. But for those that hasn't, yeah, one thing that is very different is the bounces. The ball does not do the same thing. The bounce, dude. It doesn't bounce up. It bounces like out. It's like, like it, it skips. Spring, it springs, yes. It's, yeah. It's like a, it's like the springboard like in a, that, a gymnast, that a gymnast uses. Yeah, on the... On the pommel horse. Yes. 
And that is, you're right, it's the fifth minute, we're barely getting used to it, and it totally took a turf hop. Yes, and then with that being said, even, I think even as the two defenders are trying to shut the guy that's going to do it down, it's like that they think the ball is either going to be at a different level or be forward or be backwards. They don't shut him down at all no. and just let the ball bounce multiple times until yeah. it finally gets where he wants it to be to a height where he can hit an absolute rocket. Uh, and Jordan Farr is off his line a little bit. Even if he's on his line, he's not. He it, He's closer to that ball by being off his line than being on his line. Yeah, I don't think he's at fault at all. But he's... I think he's confused also by the bounces and because he thinks our guys are going to either block something or get to it in some way, shape, or form. Clayton, you don't let a ball bounce untouched. And the announcer said untouched, and I listened and watched, and it was untouched. This was keeper to shot. Two-touch goal. Yeah. You don't let a ball bounce six times Anywhere on the field. I mean, I used to have to run nonstop once. Yes, exactly. Like the, our coach would put it in the air, and like if it hits the ground, you're you know like if you don't get it before it hits the ground, we're running. Corner kick. If you do, if it, if it hits the ground, you're running. And if Goal you don't kick, if you don't get it before it hits the ground, you're running. If you don't get it the first time, you gotta get it before by the second. There, yes, there you go. And this just goes all the way to almost our penalty box. So really. Really poorly played by Tainer, by Fabian Garcia, by Batista, and Jordan Farr to a certain extent. To a certain extent. Yes. Because he was caught out of position. He was caught Whether out. or not it mattered. Exactly. That, that, that guy, and hats off to the guy that strikes the ball. It is a ripper off the bottom of the crossbar. Like You could give them a punt and him, two guys on the field, no oh, team. Yeah. Great point. A hundred times and he hits it once. Probably more than that, but like, like this, not, not that good. Underside of the post. Yeah, he probably like on the. He probably puts it on frame, back of the net. Probably more than half. It's got to be like, a- not underside of the post. If you say we're playing the one touch keeper game and the crossbar game, then no, maybe yeah. maybe maybe three times out of a hundred, five times out of a hundred. And far as got any decent shot covered. I mean, he he was he was he was going backwards, and by the time he just turned around to even see it, it's. Going off the crossbar. He didn't yeah. even get a chance. Like, I mean, he's kind of going back on his heels like yeah. that. But, so, uh, oh, well, I have a related thumbs down. Thumbs so, down. So, how do we phrase that? Or how are you going to phrase that? Thumbs down defense. Thumbs down to playing a back four. Because, Clayton, if we're playing our typical three center backs with wing backs, does this goal get scored on us? Um, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think. I don't, I don't think. think so I don't either. think it does. Why not? Because I agree. Because we're um, we're more sound up the middle, right? Yes, like the, we're we're more concentrated centrally. There's three. Def- there's three defenders all right there, and I think one of them either steps up and wins the ball, or or they're not pulled apart and can pinch in and get him before he gets the shot off. Yeah, and there's one center center guy whose only job is the middle of the field. Yeah. And this is like diffusion of responsibility, right? Yes, I understand. I, I get that. I hadn't thought about it in those terms. And I'm going to go back, give a retrospective thumbs up to that lineup when I looked at it. Ooh. And when I looked at it, you know how we always talk about what – so we get the SAFC lineup and then we also get the 
like something else like Damn. and we always say it's never it's never right but when I saw this I was like I think this is right it could be a 352 but this is this is definitely a 442 and I yeah. think I think to myself going we talked about this last week like are we going to start playing a 442 and I was I did almost I gone to myself thumbs up to to shit yeah give it a shot like you just had the this this new guy you know have this MVP type performance in in one week Let's let's play a four four two. Why not? You mean the forward? Yeah. So play this shape to allow for two forwards. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes, for a dinner round and, and tiny O. I'm all for that, but you don't put a center back at left back. Thumbs up, thumbs down to no Zico Bailey. Because I thought, well, maybe we don't have any outside backs. Lamar Batista's playing left back. He's six seven playing left back. And then they show the guys on the bench, and Zico Bailey's just chilling. And we've had this conversation. You don't like our, you don't like our, our, our. You don't like tall guys out wide. You want our big guys in the middle to win the ball. I like center backs playing center back, and I like outside backs playing outside back. Okay. And Lamar Batista doesn't look like an outside back to me. Right. So, so for those that didn't get a chance to watch, the way we came out in a four four two. Old like, school. We're not even gonna argue. We're not even argue with that. It's, Old it was school. a four four two. It was Batista out wide on the left. And Shannon Gomez wide on the right as the two outside defenders with Tainer and Garcia in the middle. Yep. That that brought you pause. Batista has been playing on the left side as a, as a center back. Yes. So I wasn't too concerned, but I was concerned about then who our four like who our outside midfielders were. Yeah. It wasn't a Zokar. It wasn't uh. It wasn't Zico Bailey. Um, and I don't remember who was it exactly. Well, that's where it gets trippy because yeah. it started one way and we just kept subbing different players. So it didn't stay a it didn't stay a four four two. Look, exactly. Yeah. There's two forwards. I would say it's a four two two. Okay. You got four defenders, like you said. They got Abu and the new guy from Montreal, Zahir, is that his yeah. name? In the middle. Yes. And then you've got Hansen and Pirano. They're not outside mids. They're just kind of attacking mids. Right. Pirano's kind of in the middle, and Nico Hansen's kind of almost right. and, a third forward. And we had uh, we had our we had the destroyer on the bench. Uh, Corey Hayes. Yes, Corey Hayes was on the bench. Why not? Thumbs why down. Why not play Abu and Hayes there? Thumbs down. We and had Zico Bailey out wide with uh, whoever else. We play. We really liked Abu and Hayes. I think he's just giving this Montreal kid a chance. Right, and Jacory probably can't go every game. You know, he's had to go every game. I think he recently. can. I think with a roster as deep as we can, Marcina's given guys chances. Thumbs up, thumbs up to the bench. Thumbs the, up to giving thumbs guys... Thumbs up to the names on the bench. Okay, yeah. Like Justin Dillon back. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was full full men that, like, looking at the bench going, me going, oh, man, this is good. Anyway. There, there were some guys on the bench that I would have liked to be starting. So, I... Go ahead. I think he's trying to give everyone a chance. I think that's what he's doing. I got it. Th- thumbs up to the to the two forwards <laughs> that yeah. that he put on the field. They were good. Well, they didn't I, score, but Adinaron was quiet. He was. Uh, you're giving him thumbs up. Why are you giving him thumbs up? No, I was giving thumbs up to the idea of let's oh. play these two guys as board. Not the actual yes. pro. Not the actual product. Agree. But on the field, not the actual product on the field. Yeah, I'd say thumbs up to giving people a chance because 
we wouldn't know that Tiny Oak has five goals in him if he hadn't given him a start, right? Yeah. Like, you got to try out these new guys. It's freaking May. We're on the road against the last place team. Like, it's kind of house money. Right. If we win, great. If we don't, like, big picture for me is don't get too high with the highs and don't get too low with the lows. Yeah. What was your song that you started with? Um, Beautiful Loser. Like, like I'm I guess that. I kind of like first of all that's Seeger and Detroit, right? And oh, like so Detroit. There's, so there's that, and then I mean, I kind of is there anything beautiful about this loss? Was I mean we're going thumbs up, thumbs down? I'm just, so, just gonna say like I think we pretty well dominated. Uh, yes, let's let's get that out of the way. Like, they had one shot on target and they scored it, and it was a banger. And you know, like there's a line in there about it's not gonna always. It's not going to always be perfect. It's not going to always be like after coming off the seven. Like this was that game, Matthew, that you and I and anyone that's played this game long enough has where where one week everything has gone right for you. And this is not everything went wrong for us. There's, that's not it. But like you have that game that you dominate. You have that game and you, you just can't do the hardest thing that there is to do in the game. And that's yeah. to put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, we got a Twitter guy uh, after the last episode that said, like, hey, why isn't it more upbeat? Like, we just won 7 nothing," And I didn't really know what to think or respond. But this game, it's kind of like, you know, I'm kind of glad we weren't that high because everything went right. And this game against Detroit... And we knew, we knew that. We said last week yeah, that, we did. that 7, was, seven say, was a little... We tried to temper it. And this week we lost... But let's be honest. We were the better team. We played better. We played this game ten times. We win it nine times. We haven't talked about this. I watched it on Sunday, so I knew the result. I was in Austin at the Austin FC game, like you get, like I said on the pod last week. And so watching it, I knew the result. And Clayton, how many times was I like, "Well, we have to score." Like, yeah. wait, this, did, I, did I see the score wrong? Like, yes. with, like on the, on the update, like almost disbelief. That we could be playing this well and getting this many opportunities for the same guys that normally make them and not getting anything to show for it. So unlucky maybe is the word. Thumbs down to the announcing team oh. in, De- in Detroit. Yes, agree. I co-signed that. Um, they were homers, but they're not good. At, they're not even good at being homers. Like so they so. Thumbs down to I don't know whether to say the referee or the guys announcing. On our goal that was called back. Yes. How, how Thank do we, how you. Do we, how do we frame this? Well, I want to say that one announcer, the color man, reminded me of like someone's uncle in the basement drinking Strohs <laughs> that doesn't know shit about soccer. And it's just like, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, I definitely whoa. wondered if this guy has ever played the game. Oh, was, no way. Was doing it. No way. He was just... And maybe he was a coach at, like, Detroit Mercy High School or something right. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Eighth grade, middle school boys coach. Yeah. And you're just like, coach, shut up. You have a few good players. Or just... maybe they do a thing like... like No, shut up. Like Austin He's was... not a fan. No, like I was about to say, like... <laughs> Like they like Lahoud, how they like Lahoud told us that they get to bring guys in, you know, whoever they want to kind of just, you know, call the game with them each week. I didn't remember that. That was not this. His so twelfth minute, Fabian Garcia disallowed goal. It it went it curled out of bounds. That's ha- that has to have been what it was. Yes. So they were saying offsides, and 
and I, I saw some comments like on Facebook and in the supporters group, they're saying, well, you can't be offsides on a corner kick. Yeah. Well, you can't, not directly can. off the kick. You can be offsides on a deflected ball or something, which happened in this, but they had a guy on the line. Yeah. <laughs> they had a guy on the line. So, on each post. So it could, they had a guy on each post, so it, could, it would not and could not be offside. And it was, so the, it was the, directly off the kick. It, so. either, it either had to be a foul while somebody's trying to attack the ball or the ball had to have gone out of bounds and now come the, back. You can, the linesman... See, I didn't go back and look at the it. The linesman puts his flag up before we even head it. It's one of those curlers, okay. and I hate that call. It's just a stupid... It's like a nerdy ref. It's like, hey, 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 hey right. I got you. Like, physics-wise, is it really ever that possible that it's out of bounds fully? Right, like... Like when you read how the physics of a curveball, since we're watching some baseball right tricks now, your works, eye. It, it does trick your eye. It only really deviates off of a off of a straight line like an inch or two. Yeah. And so and if the and if the line itself is a couple of inches and the ball has to start off inside, then physics would generally dictate that it's not really going out over the post and then coming back in. Although there was a hefty wind. Sure. Okay. Which is another possible factor on the goal they scored. I couldn't tell how it was blowing, but you could tell, right, the way the game was played that it was affecting it. And it's it's like it's it's high on one side, but not on the other. So yeah. there could be swirly wind in Detroit. That makes, and it looked cold. It, it looked cold too. Yeah, it looked cold and windy. But anyway, going back, if it's out of bounds, and yes, so be it. Like it was out. It was out of bounds. What a crappy call. Whatever. But they. They didn't call it right. They no. didn't explain it right, and they didn't show any replay. They didn't show a replay of it. And either. for ninety minutes, they didn't stop to consider the obvious answer, which I saw right away. Yeah. And then at the end of the game, they're like, "Well, some people in San Antonio are going to be mad." Well, no, it's pretty obvious what happened. Dude. Yeah, like, I, everyone got it, but you. Yeah. Uh, it, it refereeing was not good. It wasn't bad. It was, it was just, not good. He was a middle school ref. Yeah, it was. He wanted to really talk to everybody. That was a little bothersome. Like, just put the let's get the ball back in play. You know, thumbs down to our finishing. Whoa, thumbs down to our finishing. Not seven that, first half, seven shots, none on target. Yeah, um, best chance the Nico Hansen one off the post, which is not bad, but he was really close. He needs to put that on. That needs test, to be, that needs to be on frame. Test the keeper. Yeah, yeah. When you're that because on the replay you see that it just falls right at his feet. Just smash it on frame. Don't go for the corner. Yeah. Um, not uh, great finishing from Sam or Tiny O. Yeah, bi- best chance for me was Big Sam just taking a big swing on the back post. Oh, well, on his left one? foot even. On yeah. his left foot even. A lot of off, time. Off of like a corner kick or yeah. a deflected uh, like either side cross. Either just side foot it, pass it in, or take a touch and then have a shot. But he just out of the stadium did. Maybe we're being a little hypercritical. No, nope, no, 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 no. He's... The best forward we've ever had, in my opinion. Yeah. So it's fair to say we expect him to do better. He should get the technique right on that. He didn't get the technique right at all. A player of his quality. Yeah. Like if one of the center backs does that, I'm not mad. Right. But it's our, our best forward who scored a ton of goals last year. He's trying to get to the MLS. you got to convert opportunities like that. Um, Tiny O's shot in the second half that he ripped was pretty nice. That was. That was a blast. He was... He was more active than Sam. Yeah, he was good. To, to, for, for me. Agreed. Um, not a very good game from Christian Piranha. No. Not on it. Not like in a four four two. does he kind of – is that not maximizing his skill set? Are we not trying to 
to maximize the Christian Pirano skill set at this point? I'd say maybe we could keep him out wide and isolate him. But our four four two looks more like six guys down the middle. No yeah. wi- thumbs down to our wing play. I kind of like. I kind of see where we're saying it's a four two two two. Just because they're just smushed in the middle, right? Uh huh. And that's where I'm saying that if you're gonna go with that, you've got to have really attacking wing but outside backs. Thumbs down to Juan Carlos Azokar being out again. Yeah. He would have made a big difference in this game. Lower body injury this time. Lower him, body injury. Him scampering down that line is a lot different than big old Lamar Batista scampering forward with the ball. Uh-huh. And with it, with the four, with that, you really need those guys to be Connor Maloney's. Were there any individual performances that you were thumbs up on? Mo Abu. Yeah. Maybe our best player. But that's not... but. Because we got down early and they were just going to concede possession, that's not, that that's his game, but that's not our game, right? I, I thumbs down to him being our only soccer player out there. They, sometimes, they, right? They, that that's what I mean. He's the only like when when we look when we have it in the back, we look lost. If we if we have to like walk it up in possession, they almost look lost. Yeah, you know nobody is going to play a penetrating pass through from the back. No, like. Just they're just, they're gonna hoof it up, which is which is fine for when we when we do it. But it see when 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 you're doing it from the very beginning, it seems desperate when you're you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know what this reminds me of? You know that uh, the meme that Spider Man seeing Spider Man and he like takes off his mask and it's Spider Man. Ah uh, yes, <laughs> you know that one. Yes, I do. Know then every know. listener must know it if yes, you know it. I do. This is uh, what we come up on the thief. It's Detroit City, and you take off the jersey, and he's wearing an SAFC jersey. Because <laughs> how many times in this game, Clayton, did it go backline to backline like ping pong? Yeah, I mean, it's obvious now that that drill that you mentioned, you know, maybe six weeks ago that you saw them doing in preseason or, or week two or whatever, like, like that's, that's a thing. That, like, that's why they were doing that drill, because that's what they want. But this is what happens when we come up against a team. Every time they got it, they played it forwards, too. And it was just header to header to header. Yeah, they up weren't. They weren't gonna. They weren't gonna give us give us time to pressure them into making into making mistake. Now, yes. Now we we did at first. Like we created a bunch of chances in the first 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, we did. They weren't spectacular chances, but they were half chances, three quarter chances that need that need to be finished for sure. For and sure. like when their goalie was out running around doing crazy stuff, like thumbs up for their goalie. Like, that man's, like, 5'9", and he was a beast on Saturday night. Yeah. Don't like him that much, but got to say, he got everything. He gobbled up the ball. My um, So, earlier in the day on Saturday, uh, Charlie and I had watched the Ecuador-U.S. under-20 game, and he kept asking why this goalie was smaller than the under-20 goalie. Because Ecuador's goalie was gigantic. Yeah, like, he was. Yeah, yeah. And, and he goes... Why is the young guy goalie from Ecuador so much bigger than the grown man goalie, Dad? <laughs> so, yeah, that, to, to your point. It's true, but he did well. I got one last thumbs down. Okay. Ew, sounding like a negative ninny. Throwing on attackers. With, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell what the formation, what the plan. It just looked At the like, end, it looked like we were playing a 2-4-4. For about the last 10 minutes, a 2 4 4. And how many of those players are technically forwards? Like, are, it was like when I, I, it just looked like he looked at the bench and was like, You're a forward, get on. You're a forward, get on. Well, it was Bailone, 
Dylan, Tiny O, and uh, Jorge Hans- was in was there. Was Hanson still on there? Han- did Hanson leave- did Hanson make it the full ninety? I'm not sure. I mean, it was it was it was everybody forward, and and it's fine. They weren't. They still weren't challenging us, you know. But it but it was there was you're just cut. You're just. You're hoping at that point that something just drops down into yes. the box. There's just four dudes standing up there. We have four really big, fast guys in the box, and I don't think they're going to get in each other's way. I think the ball will drop to one of them. One of them will show enough individual class to get the ball in the back of the net. That hope. looks like that's what that was. That's the hope, but that's a lot like what we do on Sunday. It did, we didn't look any more dangerous with a lot of with a lot of extra attackers out there, did we? Yeah, I'd rather that they're in spaces doing something. Keep the shape that we that we were working on that we said we were going to play all week. Play play keep playing a four four two. Yeah, it, it just reminds me of what we do on a Sunday morning when we're losing. All right, well, put the good guys up front and kick it and hope. Right, and hope that somehow Abu can get to whatever loose ball comes out and, yes. then, put, and then put it back in. I mean, we were in danger at times because of how many numbers were forward. Oh, yeah. I mean, luckily, like I said, they, they're not a very good or scoring – like, they're not a very good team. They had <laughs> – you know, at, you're right. The beginning of the game, we had a lot of two-on-twos, three-on-two breakaways. Oh, yeah. At the end, though, if it hadn't been Mitch Tainer going full Hulk mode and just – Viciously beasting on some of their guys. Man, he, there was one where he there was like, angry, angry he, Mitch. He picked up speed as he goes into yeah. the tackle, and the guy's legs are getting ready to get scissored like that. And somehow he jumps up like out of the way. He over tackled the ball. Mitch got, but like the guy's like, "Whoa, dude, I'm letting up, bro. I'm letting up, dude. Do you not see me letting up? Like yeah. the ball's going out of bounds. Yeah. And like Mitch is like, I'm I'm gonna kick it out." But I'm gonna get a little piece of you that as was well. So, bad Mitch was throwing. It was. Yeah, we hadn't seen that. We hadn't seen that in a couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for for those of you that have just started watching in the last couple of seasons, he's got Mitch has got that. Mitch has got <laughs> Mitch has got that. He's yeah. got that in him. Yeah, that's in the tool belt. That can come out, and it came out. Thankfully, he didn't make contact. That was a red card waiting to happen. So, I but like, I, I wouldn't call it a beautiful loss. But I played the song "Beautiful Loser." I'm not. There was stuff to be taken out of it that was good. Like I didn't. I didn't. Um, I wasn't like, oh, dude, last place team. I can't believe we're losing to them. Same. It's a combination of. It's a combination of not being too high for the seven zero win and not being too low for a one zero loss where you only give up one shot. That's where I'm at. Yeah. And I'm not making excuses. Beautiful loss. Beautiful loser. It's fine. It's early in the season. I, you know, I was disappointed because I texted you like. I was already mentally ready to have a, a celebration pod. Like, hey, big road trip, changed our fortunes, came home with nine points in three games, three wins on the road. Yeah. And it didn't happen. And, you know, it's all right. It just it goes to show that, like, I, I think now, like we've talked about, the MLS two teams are gone. There's not a, there's not a walk. There's not a walkover. Yes, you may get a crazy result where, where teams like – you know, just put their head down and 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 don't get it done. But you know, look look at our so against Las Vegas, last place team, a draw and a two one late win. Last place right. team, Detroit, one zero loss. First place team in the East, seven zero win. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, it's it's I'm, sorry, it's not full it's not foolproof. Like we're not we're not we're not foolproof here. I'm with you, and we're gonna move to around the league in the next game coming up and. Like looking around the league, the teams. Do we want to do game coming up, or do we want to do around the league? Both. 
just my point is that oh. for both of those, you look at the teams that are in last and they're in next to last, and they beat the teams that are in first. And I thought Tulsa was really good because of some of the results they've gotten lately. And then here we look, and they're actually like in next to last place. So they're a really bad team, but they're still playing everybody tough. Las Vegas, the worst team in the whole league. Like every one of their games is pretty much a tie, or they lose by one. So there's not a lot of easy. There's not a lot of easy games out there. Yeah, good point. I don't so know that, if there's any easy games. No, out that's there. a good transition. So what we have coming up, or yeah. around the league, what Saturday night. Up? Saturday night, New Mexico at home, seven thirty. I see you lighting up right now. You're excited about this tailgate. The boys are coming home. We've been out of town for months. Yeah, the boys are coming home, and I'm bringing twenty people to this game, Clayton. Uh. Charlie, uh, Charlie Hustle, like, said, Dad, when are they coming home? When are we going to see them play next? I said, I think they're coming. This game. I said, I said, we're going. He said, we're going, right, Dad? And, and I said, well, I don't know, Charlie. I, I'm not sure exactly what. Dad, that's our thing. We go to the game. Like, he said it just <laughs> like that. So, yes, I'm excited about tailgating. Charlie's excited about tailgating. All right. Like, what, how, how are we doing it? How are you going to do it? I'm going to be in that same spot over by the star field. Up in the corner a little bit, Clayton. You got to get this. You're not listening to me. I am. Up in the corner. The the Inferno's coming out. So the team I coach, my son's U10, U11 team is coming out. Parents, kids, I got a big group. So we're going to have the goals and some balls and tailgate, potluck, uh, listener Alex, Clayton and Charlie. If you got kids, look for the puto flag. You know what I mean? Over by Star? Yes. Like, up in the... VIP lot away from the tailgate so we can see the crowd and you can go over there if you want to. But if you're a crocketeer, if you're a listener and you got kids, we're going to have a family-friendly tailgate for my son's soccer team. Love Listen, it. Listener Ben, come on out. And you think you get started around 6? 6.30? I'm going 5.30. Whoa. 5.30, yeah. Love it. Yeah, we got a whole team coming out, man. we got a, got a lot of parents to talk to. And it's a holiday weekend. It's a kick-off-the-summer kick kind of weekend. Yeah. And they out of town. And we're playing New Mexico, right? Yeah. It is, yeah. Yes. Yeah. New Mexico. And, They're okay. in eighth place. Four wins, two ties, three losses. They're right about five hundred. I didn't do any. I didn't do any work on on New Mexico. I did. Their last game was a three-one win over Loudon. Uh, I got some players to watch. There we for. go. That's what you I ready that's for this. I you like got to this? normally normally look at. It. I didn't get a chance. Go ahead. Santi Moar, that ring a bell to you? Yes, because uh, he was uh, the Spaniard for, at Phoenix for those years that led like them in scoring like every center year. Center midfielder, I think. Attacking I don't know him. how. I, a 10 maybe? I don't know. Yes. He's on the ball a lot. He's, like, good. He's good. All league good. Yeah. Championship team. S-A-N-T-I-M-O-A-H-R, I think. Something like that. M-O-A-R. Yeah. I think he did play in the Barcelona system, according to Hayden Partain. I mean, he's he's Spanish. Partain said he's beast. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Chris Weehan. Long-time New Mexico player. Long-time SAFC nemesis. Scored against us. The, scored the goal in the one nothing, Knocked us out of the playoffs. Yep. Yep, that's the goal scored in that. I'm going to go out on a limb and make a prediction and say he's going to score. He's a cagey, crafty veteran. He's That's going to score a goal on Saturday. He's cagey and crafty. He's like that guy at, at A&M that was quarterback for six years. And you're like, how are you still the quarterback? You've been here for six years. He could, I could see him goading Batista into something, into something, into doing something stupid. He's going to score. Okay. It's going to happen. All right, prediction. And that's, their leading scorer is Sergio Rivas. I have no idea who that is. But if you're looking for the most likely to score, he's got four goals already. 
You know who I don't think we'll see is Devin Sandoval, no. who was a staple. I think he, I think he retired. He gone. Yeah, he was the. He was the staple. He had the dreads all those years. And then when he when he shaved the dreads, I was like, oh, I feel like I don't even know you anymore, Devin. Maybe he's back on RSL and MLS. Okay, maybe. Um, so big tailgate back at the back at Toyota Field. Let's get a win. Yeah. Let's kick the summer off right. Start of a three game homestand. Yeah. Or two. Yeah. I'm interested to see whether he sticks with the four four two or goes back to the goes back to a three. Three four three. I hope maybe Connor Maloney, his wife gave birth. Maybe now that we're back home, he'll be back. That would be nice. Give us some some options. Maybe Azokar's back. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see go back to the five whatever it is in front of it. Yeah. Um, all right, around the league this week. Um, around the league with USL. I'm going to start with me. Oh. And me having an undefeated week in the Becker Vineyards Puro. Not all four of my teams played. Not all four of my teams ah. played. Can I make an update then? Yeah, let's let's go ahead and just jump into the Puro Pick Four Beat the Pod Guys Pick Four Challenge brought to you by Becker Vineyards. Dr. Becker himself had a perfect weekend. Woo! 12 points. He is out of the cellar. He's moving up into like the starting to contend area. How about that? All four of his teams won. 12 points. That's that's big. And that'll move you. And like, then here's our big mover shaker. Ready? Yeah. Adam Mann. Remember how he was in first? And uh-huh. we don't know who he is. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry, Amen. I still don't know you. I'd love to meet you someday. He had a perfect in the other zero point weekend. All lost. And he, dude, the put up pick four is close because he went down 22 spots. He went down what? 22 spots. Man, By it is close. Nothing but losses. It is close. Zero points. He's he's down in 20. Oh, he pulled now. a buckshot this week. 0.00. Mr. Blutarski. So he's gone from first place like two weeks ago to now 29th. So if you're down there in 29th place, Dr. Becker, there is hope. You can move and shake quickly, apparently. Got it. Uh, you did have a good weekend. You got above me. Caroline and Spurs fan Rig, whoever that is, are tied in first now. Okay. Another Twitter user that we have yet to meet. There's Come gonna, say hi at the tailgate, Spurs fan. There's going to be some some noticeable noticeable results this week. Ooh, ooh I got to say. Okay, keep going. Big win for Spurs fan Rig on the weekend. Yeah. Like you noticed, not only is he up to first, but got the first pick in the draft for the Spurs. How about that Frenchman coming? And that could be some good soccer mojo. That could be. Get, you, get how soon do we see him? How soon do we see him at a SAFC Ooh. game? Playoffs. You oh. think that like playoffs to get the crowd like ultra pumped? Probably won't be here until like September. I don't know. I bet he's probably maybe they're they whatever. Dude, if Wimby comes, that place will be sold out just to see him. Maybe the Sunderland game? Ooh. Maybe in July. That maybe. Um all right, so around the league. Just quick mention, Charleston comes back from a 7-0 beating to beat Monterey Bay 1-0. That's something of note. Um, That's got to feel good. The game of the week, I think, that would have, if you pick a marquee, marquee game of the week, I think was San Diego Loyal at Miami. People, Miami has quietly been getting it done over in the East. And uh, this was a big test for them. And San Diego pulled that one out 3-2. to two. On, on the road. That was that was probably what I thought would have been the marquee game this week. How about El Paso winning a still on a heater game? Still on the heater. What was the score? At Birmingham Legion, they get a 2-1 win. So, I mean, 
And El Paso has to travel whenever they go somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they probably have to travel the most of anybody. Perhaps. You know? Um, so that puts them in third above us. Yes. Sacramento, did they have a two? Sacramento had a two-game week. Sacramento, that, oh. this is worth mentioning. They started off the week on Wednesday with a 1-0 loss to the OC and then ended the weekend in the USL with a big come back with a big 3-1 win over the Roots. So yeah. so I think they're still they're still going to be in first, right? They are still in first. El Paso's in second. I made a mistake. Right. And maybe San Diego jumped us with the with the San win. Diego's third and we're fourth. Right. So. There there is still that cushion at the top, although Phoenix and Colorado Springs right behind by a couple points. Yeah, Phoenix is starting to put it together. It looks like a little bit. I think they had two wins in a row or maybe right. I guess if you're looking at playoff spots New Mexico right now is in eighth, so maybe they'd be someone we might match up with. P- potential playoff matchup. This Way week. too early to be worried about any of that kind of stuff, though. Way too early to be worried about anything like that. All right. Free kicks. Ooh. Free kicks brought to you by Trevino Tile. I would do it in Spanish if I could, but I can't. So Trevino Tile for three generations, taking care of your tiling and ceramics needs. William Trevino. Ask for him by name. Willie. Hey, Willie, call Clayton. He hasn't seen you in for ages. Yeah, bro. you know. Maybe I'll get him out there this weekend. Ooh, Who knows? Get have, Willie out there on maybe, a kid's night. Maybe. He, he still has my Spurs, I mean, my uh, SAFC warm-up top that I got last year. Waylon. I think Waylon's probably wearing it. Willie's that's not wearing Willie's not wearing it. The, the, the fourth generation is, is wearing it. Uh, is our free kick going to be the free kick I think it's going to be? I think, I think I'm going to be really unoriginal a lot of this summer, and it, free kick's going to be U.S. soccer for a lot of our free kicks. I don't think people have problems with that. Mm-mm. I mean, I don't, like, if I come up with something more creative every now and then. But we mentioned it last week. Let's talk about what we saw th- this weekend on Saturday. U.S. men's under-20 national team played in the World Cup in Argentina their first game was against Ecuador at one o'clock in the afternoon on um, on Saturday. Thumbs down to it only being broadcast in Spanish and on none of the Fox stations except yeah. for Fox Thumb, Soccer Plus. Thumbs up to be, being free, and I speak Spanish, so I'm good with that. Yeah, no, thumbs up that like there were a lot of options, but just not like a real easy option for me to. For yeah. me to put it on, and let's put it the the under twenty World Cup is still kind of a soccer geeky thing. It's not a this is full it's nerds. Not, it's not it's not mainstream. Full nerds. Yeah, you're right. Thumbs down for it not being broadcast in English, unless you were like a eighteen a paywall of Fox that I don't even know. Yes, yeah, so that, that's where we're getting out. Thumbs down for the greediness of Rupert Murdoch. Come I'm, on, Rupert. <laughs> just give me you. just give me the World Cup games. Thumbs up to me sitting in this exact chair and Clayton. It's just kind of like going to your old high school's game. You're a mule. I'm a redskin, now Texan. Or going back to that restaurant you ate at as a kid. It it made me really happy to watch this and to sit and think about all the ones I've watched on this same TV through the years. Whether that was like on AstroTurf in Toronto, where the all-time leading U20 scorer scored. Can you guess... The all-time leading USA under-20 scorer. So, so, intern Josh came up with some information. I love it. Thank I am you. holding it in front of okay. me. Okay. 
My guess, and I've done nothing, no research. I wouldn't even know how long they've kept us kept the stat. He pointed out that the statistics are very hard to find and very unofficial. But so he probably liked the he probably liked the research project then. <laughs> Good. By the way, intern Josh got like San Antonio Young Accountant of the Year and Texas Accountant Treasurership all in the last week. So we- congratulations, intern Josh. Intern Josh gets a spot on the at some point in time during the season, right? Like, he gets a spot on the show, like... Oh, you want to have him on the show? Yeah, sure. yeah, I, that's, like... It's funny, because you might think he's, like, 18 and just some idiot, but he's actually, like, more accomplished than you or me. Probably. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I think Inter Josh loves this. Like, when we come up with this random shit, because, like, just accounting is probably boring to him, you know what I'm saying? Like, like something that's... Anyway, my guess is... Uh, my guess is... <sighs> Timothy Weah. Good. Not on the list at all. U-20s. It's a shocking 21 goals. Whoa. Between U-20 and U-23. All-time leading youth score. Can I guess again? Yes. Brian McBride. Ooh. AstroTurf, where we played and beat Brazil. And this player was no longer the kid he once was, but he was still a U-20. Listeners. Jordan Morris. Listen. Ooh. Jordan Morris is your first one that's even on the list with seven goals. He's about... Sixth all-time. This was no longer the phenom, but he was still playing in Toronto on the turf, beating Brazil. And many would say that perhaps he was not... Josie Altidore? He was not under 20. But in fact, was much older. Freddie Adu? Correct! Are you serious? 21. Holy mackerel. 21 U20 and 23 goals. Holy mackerel. That's, I would never have guessed that How in a million years. A pair of Dallas boys, including second place with 17 goals and third place with 12 goals. A pair of Dallas boys. One of them's a defender. Clint Dempsey? Oh. Oh, good guess. A defender. Weston McKinney? A defender with crazy hair. Locks of Thor. Oh my god. Um uh what's the tall guy that we used to yes. they got switched to outside left back. Yes. What's his damn name? Dallas Legend. Oh, he's not he's from closer to AM. He's not from like from um Well he played on FC Dallas. I got uh God, what's his name? Breck Shea. Thank you, Breck Shea. And how about the man who once scored goals for Fulham? Uh Brian McBride. no, Clint Dempsey. Uh, either of them. Oh, uh, that's right. Now he's an announcer. Um, hmm. Edu or no. Adu? Eddie Johnson. Eddie uh, Johnson. Pull that one out. Yes, he he does some announcing, but yes, he was scoring for Fulham. Okay. Wow. Never. Woo. I needed to be better than that. No, those are some random names. I was shocked. <laughs> then starts uh, Donovan Morris, Cluston Beasley. I, those those I bet those were hard numbers to find. But anyway. The game itself, it seems like it seems like it seems like we play against Ecuador all the time. Um, tons of USL connections in this game. Diego Luna looked good. Uh, goal scored by Jonathan Gomez, former Louisville player, looks good. Uh, ton. What what other USL players? Josh Winder, starting lineup. Pitch pitch the shutout. Current Louisville player. They said what. 16 USL alumni on the roster? I thought 14. I think 14. 14 out of 20 players, Clayton. Yeah, no. That's I mean, something. If, if, you're, if you're a dork like us for the USL and you're Ooh. a dork for American soccer, 
Then, then tune in. They play Fiji tomorrow. One o'clock. One o'clock. And then there's a final game Friday against Slovenia. Yes. I, I would imagine with that win, we probably are pretty much guaranteed to go through to pretty the next much. round where things will get a little bit more intense. Big picture, though. Good Ecuador team, and we deserve to win and looked really good. I don't know if that we deserve to win, but it was, but it was, it was, it, it, it was a good, it was a good result for the first game against a tough team. And, Keep watching, guys. Keep listening. We'll see you out there on Saturday. Good night, San Antonio.